From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. In southern Ohio, a seven-year-old boy is dead and a man is charged after an ATV accident in Portsmouth on Sunday. ONN's Andrew Kinsey has more. The Selda County Sheriff saying the ATV struck a wire and caused both the man and child to be thrown from it. That child, seven-year-old Wyatt Moore, was taken to Nationwide Children's Hospital where he died. The man, 42-year-old Jeremy Bryant, was taken to Grant Medical Center in charge with involuntary manslaughter, child endangerment, and operating a motor vehicle under the influence. I'm Andrew Kinsey. In Delaware, north of Columbus, the Ohio Wesleyan University campus is grieving over a sophomore student from Kansas City who's presumed dead along with his father after disappearing during a kayaking trip in Arkansas. Track and field athlete Charlie Morris's coach says the team was on spring break at the time and the loss has been hard for everyone. He shared one of his last memories he has with Charlie. He loved to celebrate the achievements of others even before his own. And at our indoor conference championship, one of our throwers on his last attempt set a school record, which won the event for him. And Charlie jumping on his back with a big smile. And that's what I'm keeping with me. The university is planning a celebration of life for Charlie on April 11th. A fundraiser was held in Columbus last night for the family of a 19-year-old Ohio State University student from New Jersey who died two weeks ago. ONN's Richard Solomon reports. Henry Miko was studying finance at Ohio State. During spring break, Henry was in Mexico. Someone dropped an item off the balcony. Henry went to help, reached for it, and tragically fell over. He died from his injuries. His friend, Danny Marangolo, tells me Henry was someone that totally embodied the things that that do matter. The the friendships, how he talked to someone, how he greeted you. You know, he made you feel special. And I think that's something that that really goes a long way. You don't forget those types of things. In Columbus, Richard Solomon. In Akron, police are investigating the death of a man whose body was found on a walking trail. More from ONN's Stephanie Haney in Cleveland. This happened behind a building on Carroll Street between Alameda Avenue and Beaver Street. Police say this man died from an apparent gunshot wound. An autopsy is scheduled for official confirmation. No witnesses have come forward yet, and authorities haven't identified any suspects. Now, if you have any information, please call the Akron Police Department's Detective Bureau. I'm Stephanie Haney. In Toledo, a man getting out of the shower was shot on Saturday by a neighbor living above him. Police responded to an apartment building in the 1800 block of Christian Avenue, where a resident told them he was stepping out of the shower when he heard a noise and thought he had been shot. The victim was wounded in the right shoulder and transported to a hospital. Two floors above, they found and arrested 25-year-old Everett Draper, who told police he was handling an AK-47 pistol when it fired. Just minutes before the start of their trial in Cleveland yesterday, 43-year-old Jacob Runyon and 36-year-old Chase Kaminsky admitted to cheating in a fishing tournament last year by stuffing fish they caught to make them weigh more. ONN's Neil Fisher has the story. Kaminsky and Runyon pled guilty to cheating, which is a felony in the fifth degree, and they pled guilty to unlawful ownership of wild animals, a fourth-degree misdemeanor. This comes after a viral video showing tournament director Jason Fisher pull several fish fillets and lead weights out of the fish that Kaminsky and Runyon caught. A sentencing date has been set for May 11th, and the prosecution expects their fishing licenses will be suspended for three years. I did speak with tournament director Jason Fisher, who told me there will be new guidelines at tournaments this year, including boat checks, metal detectors, and random inspections of fish that are caught in the top five spots of the tournament. I'm Neil Fisher.
An issue up for a vote for the second time in a suburban Columbus school district has come to the same result. ONN's Yolanda Harris explains. The Hilliard Board of Education voted 3-2 to two to keep the status quo when it comes to the book Looking for Alaska. This means it will still be allowed to be checked out, but if a parent doesn't want their child to check it out, they can call and tell the school. The book talks about topics like drug use, sex, and even suicide. I'm Yolanda Harris. In East Palestine, some residents took to the street in protest over the weekend. Marilyn Figley was one of them. ONN's Brittany Bailey reports. They say they want to be heard after the Norfolk Southern train derailment that spilled dangerous chemicals in their town. They want to hold Norfolk Southern, the EPA, and the governor accountable. We want to keep this in the forefront of the news because they still don't have independent testing. And I believe that that's what we need. Governor Mike DeWine says that tests of the soil, water, and air in East Palestine are still coming back clean. I'm Brittany Bailey. The House Energy and Commerce Committee is meeting today to discuss the East Palestine train derailment. The House Energy and Commerce Committee is meeting today to discuss the train derailment in East Palestine. Lawmakers say they want to understand the government's response and decision-making after the crash. Deborah Shore is a regional administrator for the U.S. EPA. Let me be clear. The residents of the greater East Palestine community are not alone. EPA will continue to be with them for as long as it takes to ensure their health and safety. Working within the Unified Command, EPA has more than 80 personnel on site. Right now, the biggest challenge to the cleanup in East Palestine is finding a location for the removed toxic waste. Elizabeth Kitley scored 25 points and grabbed 12 rebounds, while Georgia Amore added 24 points as top-seeded Virginia Tech got past Ohio State in the Elite Eight of the Women's NCAA Basketball Tournament last night. ONN's Dave James has more. Virginia Tech advances to the Final Four for the first time in school history with that 84-74 win over the number 3 Lady Buckeyes in the regional game in Seattle. The Hokies will face LSU in the national semifinals on Friday in Dallas. Ohio State led 25-22 to after a blistering first quarter of hot shooting by both teams. The Hokies led by three at the half and by eight at the end of the third quarter. Taylor Mikesell led Ohio State with 25 points, but 19 of those came in the first half. Dave James, I went in news. And warmer temperatures are expected next week, and Toledo's 19 metro parks are ready. ONN's Christy Gurlett has more with Metro Park spokesman Scott Carpenter. In the last eight years, the city has built 10 new parks, fulfilling its promise to place a metro park within five miles of every resident of Lucas County. All of the metro parks have trails, the most popular attraction to all of them. Spring is, I think, special. Everybody, Everybody's, you know, ready to be done with winter. You'll see things starting to green up already, some flower, wildflowers popping through. This is probably prime time. Chris in Toledo. Special thanks to our affiliates WKYC TV in Cleveland, WTOL TV in Toledo, and WBNS TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.